millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today. It's the Believe in NBA Prospects podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your gracious host, Rob Bruin, coming to you live and direct from Long Island, New York, along with my good brother, T. Rose, coming to you from Syracuse, New York. What's going on, man? How you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. We're, we're back. We were out all last week, and now we're mm-hmm. back. And since being out, we knew we had to come correct on this Monday. So we have a very, very special guest that I'll let you introduce to the show today. I- Absolutely, man. We got the big-time journalist in the building. He's been in the game since he was like 12 or 13, I would say, and the senior writer over at Heavy.com, Brandon Scooby Robinson. Talk to me, brother. How you doing? Man, I'm maintaining. Thank you for having me, man. Good to see you guys. Absolutely, man. We, we've been waiting for this for a little minute, too, so we're definitely glad to have you. For sure. For sure. All right, man. Let's get straight to it. Just to give you guys a quick rundown, five-star recruit Kennedy Chandler commits to Tennessee. Master P's son, Hersey Miller, is definitely bowling in the, on the high school circuit and is being looked at by so many other different schools. The NBA playoffs begin today. Kobe Bryant is officially a day in California, and so many more topics we'll be bringing forth so far. So, Scoop, tell us, man, we know you had a conversation with Stephon Marbury, and he has some heavy thoughts on thinking that Dame Lillard should be in the MVP talk. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so Steph uh, posted on Instagram uh, early Sunday morning. Uh, he's in China, so um, he posted in the afternoon around his time that um, mm-hmm. you know, Damian Lillard is the NBA's MVP, but you guys aren't going to talk about that. So I jumped in his comments and said, oh, here to elaborate a little more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, 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 te- I sent him a text message and said, uh, you really feel that way, huh? He said, yeah, man, this is a conversation that, you know, it's not really talked about much. Um, but really and truly, um, you know, Damian Lillard is, is – is, he's too real for a lot of NBA fans, so they don't give him his just due. That's his thought process. Um, and he thinks that because he's too real and because, you know, he doesn't fit certain agendas, um, he's not looked at in the same light, you know. So 
Um, those are his thoughts. And I told him I think he plays like him. He goes, nah, man, you know, Damian Lillard is one of one. And, you know, he, he loves Damian, Damian Lillard's game. And, you know, to me, Stefan was a scoring guard. Yeah, he was um, nice coming out of Brooklyn. Yeah, he was. He was Coney in the Iverson era. Yeah, same, same job class, 96. Yeah, exactly. So tell me this, though. Do you really feel, though, like, his demographic, because we know in the NBA it's a marketing thing as well. He's in Portland. So that kind of, I believe, has a little bit of something to do with that as well, too. Well, yeah, that's just like I had stuff on the uh, Scoopy Radio podcast back in April, and, you know, he mm-hmm. discussed how he didn't like playing in Minnesota because there wasn't a lot of black people there, you know, in the sense mm-hmm. of, you know, he's from Brooklyn, played at Lincoln High School, then went over to Georgia Tech. Georgia you know, Tech, and yeah. Radio. And then coming to Minnesota, it was a different world for him. He ultimately was traded to the New Jersey, the then the Jersey Nets, and, you know, folded up there for a few years before he traded for Jason Kidd to the Phoenix Suns. Um, Brooklyn is a hop, skip, and a jump from East Rutherford. So, you know, he, he lived his best life in that regard. But, you know, when you talk about Damian Lillard in that instance, a guy from Oakland who, um, you know, one thing Stefan did say to me, you know, uh, in our conversation was that, you know, he's not a fan of the super team era, you know, and he, he got it from the ground up. And a lot of these t- players, you know, do play super team. I mean, you look at the Lakers, yeah. Curry, Davis and mm-hmm. LeBron James would be considered super team. The Warriors with, you know, Kevin Durant and back then with, with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, Draymond Green would be considered super team. The Cavaliers. The 2016 NBA champ, Cleveland Cavaliers, will be considered a, a, a super team in that regard with, you know, LeBron, Kevin Love, and, and, and Kyrie. When you look at uh, the Portland Trailblazers, you know, you got C.J. McCollum and, and Damian Lillard, who came from mid-major schools, um, who, you know, they are playing with Carmelo Anthony towards the further end of his career than the beginning. Um, so, you know, they're not considered a super team in there in eight seeds. So it's interesting. Um, when I watched that Trailblazers team, however, there was something about it that reminds me of that Philadelphia 76ers team. With um, AI? With Allen Iverson that went to the okay. NBA finals. So, so let, me, let me ask you this, Scooby. What, what do you think it will take for someone of Damian Lillard's caliber? We, we know how talented he is. We know how gifted he is offensively. And like you said, he is someone that typically keeps it real 99% of the time, if not 100. What do you think it'll take for him to be in the MVP talk? Because his talent is there. Do you think it'll have to be a championship, him going through a different team? What do you think it'll take for him to be in that conversation? I think it's it's just of the guard. I think, no pun intended, I think for so many years, people were fascinated and enamored with Steph Curry. And so now people mm-hmm. realize that that, that Damian Lillard is good because I think that people, I think that Steph Curry resonates with a lot more people. Family man, cute kids, married to a pretty wife, <laughs> or um, mm. there's some other underlying things I keep it clean there, but I, I think that um, there's a there's a look that, that Steph Curry has that maybe Damian Lillard doesn't have that maybe we, we recognize a little bit more and, and appreciate. Um, and I think that even for somebody like Kimball Walker to get respect, I think his last year in, in Charlotte, uh, people began to turn a page and be like, wow, he's really good. Because I think sometimes guys that are guards like him, uh, like, like Kimba and guys like Damian Lillard and even somebody like John Morant, you, you want to you wanna slight him. I think that the slight that, that Allen Iverson got, they kind of quietly get it in a way that Steph Curry doesn't get. I, I'm, I'm always reminded of uh, Chris Rock. He, he said this a couple seasons ago. He said that Steph Curry... It's Allen Iverson with a father in the home. Mm. Okay. Mm. That's a bar. That should hit you right between the nose. 
<laughs> I think there's just a level of resonating that people have with 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 Lillard or with with Curry that they don't have with Lillard. And then the thing is, Steph has championships. I mean, even like with the with the Kyrie conversation, you know, people were on Twitter the other day talking about trying to say Damian Lillard was better than Kyrie. Um, Kyrie still has a championship. The the, the the equal matching that Damian Lillard and Kyrie have though is the fact that they were both rookie of the year. But Kyrie also has a skills challenge MVP. He also has an All Star game MVP. He has a championship. People always like to say, well, Kyrie had you know Kyrie team with LeBron. Kyrie had his own thing going on in Cleveland. People forget that before LeBron came around. So when you look at Damian Lillard, I think in order for that MVP to to your initial question. In order for people to take Lillard seriously and put him in the MVP conversation, I think a championship and LeBron James not existing would have to be a thing. You know, and I think it kind of starts with perception. You know, at the time of this this, this recording, like if the if the if the Blazers found a way to beat the Lakers, there is a conversation because it's all about perception and media perception. Yeah, that's that's, that's a key thing too. Yeah, and, and but even like you said, Kyrie was on Cleveland by himself, but they weren't winning. No, he was a good individual. They weren't winning. They were getting smacked. Yeah, he was a good <laughs> individual player. Yeah, which is why, to me, I really came up with the notion what we had spoke about, me and Troy, a couple of weeks ago. I think Kyrie, he's a good number two. I don't think he's the number one guy on the team. I don't feel like he carries that load well. Not to take away from his skill set, but I, I think that sometimes we – make the best person on the team the leader, and I don't think he has strong leadership qualities sometimes. That that, at least that I see. I feel that way about Carmelo Anthony. I, I feel like... Yeah, we said that too, yeah. I'm a superstar. I like Melo. No Melo. As you know, if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I've, I've advocated a pull for Melo for a while to, to get back in the NBA. You just spoke with him about it. But at the end of the day, I, I think when you look at Melo and you look at um, Chris Paul, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard... I don't put Melo in that conversation as a superstar, but he's a star. Mm-hmm. I, I, I look I, to be honest with you. I feel the same way about Vince Carter. So you don't I think, De- you don't think Denver Carmelo Anthony should be in that conversation. The Knicks, the way he did things at Madison square garden, I'm sure, you know, and or experienced it. You don't think he gets that, that, that right. Superstars win championships. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you said Chris, you said Chris Paul. But you said Chris, Chris Paul. Paul. Yeah. I can't put him there. Chris Paul is championship caliber. And he going to the Lakers with, with, with uh, Kobe Bryant, he wouldn't want a championship. Mm-hmm. Carme- I think that Chris Paul has made the, the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder better. This he year. has. He has. Oh, okay. Well, but he's not a winner either. Until you're, winner. Yeah. until you're a point, okay, so what if Melo now goes to Detroit? How many championships do they get, or do they still win the 2004 championship that they won? What was Darko Milicic doing? <laughs> That's true. So, so, okay, so, so how many championships could they get? Like, what was he doing? Mm-hmm. Remember that he got his ears pierced during the playoffs. <laughs> hey, look, we're not here to assassinate my, my, my squad now. I was just asking. What do you think? Because I heard you say if Chris Paul goes to the Lakers, then that gives him the opportunity to, you know, win championships. And I think the same for Melo. If he gets the opportunity to go to Detroit instead of Denver, I think they get multiple championships. But what they get it off the strength of the play of Chauncey Billups, uh, Rip Hamilton, uh, Rasheed Wallace, uh, and Ben Wallace, or based off of solely Carmelo Anthony scoring. 
I think because you know someone- Melo gonna stop the ball. I think someone has to take a back row. So I think maybe someone like a Tayshawn Prince may have to take a back row. I think maybe. Nah, you can't put Tayshawn Prince at the I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just, what, what Carmelo can bring offensively is very strong, but I do think some of those key elements, like a Tayshawn, like a Rip, they were pivotal in that championship. Because Melo was a rookie, Larry Brown was the coach, and Larry Brown wasn't going to start no rookie anyway. It's a valid point. If you think I'm lying, you asked me about 2004. Look at the Olympics that year, that summer. You mm-hmm. asked me about – we talked about Stephon Marbury at the top of the, at the, top of the show. Mm-hmm. Marbury, if you watched the, docu- the, the documentary that recently came out, Marbury – Yeah, it was Larry, fire, by the way, too. It was fire. Marbury and Larry Brown didn't get along. Marbury would get up extra early just to sit on the team bus so that he would not have to look at Larry Brown. Yeah. And Larry Brown ended up becoming the head coach of the New York Knicks. So, to your question about Carmelo Anthony, would Carmelo Anthony still won a championship? Hell yeah, because he would have probably sat on the bench as a rookie. Tayshaun Prince, I'll be honest with you. When I watched that series in the the finals, I feel like like Tayshaun Prince was one of the most underspoken about people. Yes. It was always, well, Tayshaun Prince stopped him. Well, no, it was always Kobe struggled. It was never Tayshaun Brent stopped him. Stopped him. Yeah, nah, that's a mm-hmm. fact. Meanwhile, oh. he was playing crazy defense with that long wingspan and all of that and would still give you 20 silently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the only and, – and I'll add this, like, you know, I had Kareem Rush who played on the Lakers on my podcast. He was fired too. And he talked about how, you know, Kobe really wanted to win MVP that year. Shaq had won all those MVPs in the past. He really wanted to do it. I think it, was, I think it was just the time in which Kobe was playing. He had a lot to prove for a lot of legal reasons. Got rested dead. I, I'm not going to throw salt on his name. But mm-hmm. during that time, remember, there was a legal case that was going on. I think that, that the Lakers were in a situation where they banked on Carl Malone, Gary Payton, Shaq, Kobe, delivering a championship when there was a lot of dysfunction on that team. Carl uh, Malone and, and, and Gary Payton were a little bit past their prime. But at the same time, Kobe wanted it, and you can't win by yourself. The antithesis of any of that. Underestimated, Chauncey Billups, a, a, a guy who was a, a blue-collar worker who really didn't get his just due until he won a championship. Um, and we talked about Damian Lillard in that regard, a scoring guard. I remember, I remember when Chauncey Billups had hair when he was playing for the Boston Part down the middle. Had that Marbury part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the Marbury part. It was. Mm-hmm. All right, school. So tell us. You know, obviously the NBA playoffs starts today. We got the Lakers and the Blazers matchup. Jazz and Denver. Rockets, Thunder. Dallas and the Clips. Bucks and the Magic. Pacers and Miami. And Celtics and Philly and the Toronto and the Nets. Um, what team should we look out for? And what key players should we be looking out for? Couple teams. I think you should be looking out for the Toronto Raptors. They are still the NBA champs. Um, and I think that uh, even without uh, Kawhi Leonard, they're still playing good basketball. They're still playing good basketball. Uh, you're really seeing uh, Kyle Lowry be Kyle Lowry, um, and you're seeing Pascal Siakam play good basketball. I often tell people that Pascal reminds me a lot of um, Scottie Pippen when Michael Jordan retired the first time. Mm-hmm. And you know, he had to carry it all by himself. He played in the Eastern Conference semis. Uh, they eventually lost to the New York Knicks, and the Knicks went to the to the '94 Finals and would eventually lose to the Houston Rockets. 
Giants. But I know that Scottie Pippen wished he had a team like Pascal Siakam. Uh, <laughs> Scottie didn't have that same support. Tony Kukoc, Steve Kerr, Will Purdue. Uh, Phil Jackson was still a head coach, but I, I like the Toronto Raptors. I think they're a team that, that, that that's worth examining. Um, the Denver Nuggets, to me, is another team that's worth examining. They're playing now at the. Oh, Kevin Porter's getting busy. Michael Porter's getting busy. I mean, Michael Porter, my bad. Yeah, he's getting busy. He's getting busy. I mean, he's been playing well in the bubble. Uh, anybody not named Devin Booker in the bubble, Michael Porter Jr. has been getting busy. I, funny story. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of, Michael Porter's been hurt off and on throughout the course of. You know, Since like, he got drafted. Funny, Before. Funny. So, uh, back in December, I was at the Players' Tribune. I was invited to this party in Manhattan. And they had a bunch of gift bags there. Like, Darius Miles was there. John Starks was there. Nate Robinson was there. Uh, Jerry and Grant was there. The, the Nuggets were actually in town because they were playing out of the Knicks and the Nets uh, that, that night. So, after the game, you know, Guys were coming, you know, to the to the to the event, and there were gift bags there. I snagged a, a, a pair of free AirPods while I was there for my for my iPhone. But <laughs> I, was gift, I was trying to get a gift bag, right? I was like, "Yo, where's my gift bag? Where's my gift bag?" A buddy of mine goes in the back. And he hands me a bag. The name tag when it says MPJ. The gift bag that I got was for Michael Porter Jr. So I don't know if he ever showed up or what. But they <laughs> That's crazy. Damn, he yeah. should have showed up. I'm showing up now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's a fact. He mad you stole his bag. Word. So I heard you speak on the Nuggets uh, as one of your teams to look forward to in the West. What do you think about the young talent, Bow Bold, on his hype? And do you think he could really help this team move forward in the Western Conference? You know, it's funny. Um, when I look at Bow Bow, um, his, his height, you know, there's such a thing as being too damn tall. Yeah, he's 7'2", <laughs> bro. And, mm-hmm. and when I look at him, him being so tall reminds me so much of Porzingis. I feel like Porzingis never really grew into his height as of yet. Like, to right. be so skilled, um, you can do so many different things. You're like a Swiss Army knife. And so when I look at Bull, Bull, uh, I feel like I'm in Philly, the Bull, Bull, Bull. Uh, I look at mm-hmm. this situation where um, he reminds me of Porzingis as far as his height and his gifting. Like somebody six seven two is not supposed to be doing six seven things, but he's doing it with ease, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's representative of today's game of basketball, where it's more European style. Like if you remember, like AAU basketball in the early two thousands, you had wing forwards, you didn't have small forwards, you you have you know strong guards, you have lead guards. I think it's different. I think even when you look at the Denver system, it's predicated for somebody like Bobo because. You have Jokic, who's damn near their point guard. Damn near, because his passing game is crazy. Crazy. So, you know, you don't really need a point guard in order to really run that 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 system. It's just different. And, you know, that's that's predicated on the, the way that Malone, you know, designs that, that offense. So, yeah, man, I, I think Bobo, I think, is in a good situation in Denver. Uh, that if he was in a, with another coach or another system, I don't know that he would be as um, – Larry Brown wouldn't be able to utilize him in that way in Detroit, Mister Mister uh, Mr., uh, Mr. Troy. Um, so great I, example. I think it's a good situation to be in. I, I think that you know they're playing Utah in the first round. I don't think Utah could really utilize his skill set in, in 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 that way. So they would be using him like Gobert, strictly All a right. rim protector. Okay. You know, like like I remember when Andre Blatch played for the Brooklyn Nets and Jason Kidd allowed him to be a free flowing forward. Dribble behind his back, get to the. It was no shot, no bucket he couldn't get. So I, I think it's the same thing. I think when you look at 
I think when you look at Bo Bo, he's a, he's basically a freelancer for hire when you're spelling when you're spelling Mason Plumley in, in minutes. And you know, I think it's a good fit. Appreciate you, and I, I actually agree. Those the two teams that you put picked were the two teams that I've had on my radar as far as who teams should be looking out for as far as the Raptors in the East and Denver in the West. And I think what they have with uh what Toronto has with Kyle Lowry's leadership, uh OG Adenobi is someone people have to look out for, his defense and how he can get you buckets. Uh obviously Siakam, he's coming to a groove and been in a conversation for the last two years for most improved player in my in my uh in my eyes. So I think that uh I'm looking forward to that. And Denver obviously what they have with Jamal Murray, Jokic, uh, I'm looking forward to Ball Ball and Michael Porter Jr. So it's going to be an interesting playoff run. And Miami. Mm. They look all right. They don't look bad. Tyler Harrell's doing all right. He's not mm. doing bad. He's getting busy off the dribble. He is. And Bam, Bam out of bio. Yeah. You talked to, listen, man, you talked about him getting busy. Sean Paul might have something to say about that because he's, he's stealing his phone <laughs> and putting it on the floor. <laughs> <That's a fact. laughs> he is. And I think when you look at, with um, Ben Adebayo, as you, as you mentioned, like in today's game, like he's considered a power forward center. He's definitely a three uh, and, and, and like a Rodney Rogers type small forward in, in, in the 90s, 2000s NBA game, he'd be a spot up shooter. Um, he, he's literally, you know, I think Draymond Green is, is, is changing the way you look at power forwards and centers. Yeah. Right? Definitely. Same way that you look at Charles Barkley in that regard. Look, he thirsty to flap that Michigan State jersey. He thirsty. Look, they create creates legends. You you look at Mateen Cleaves. You look at you look at just what they've been able to 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 do. Morris Peterson. Shout out to the to those those Flint guys, man. I, mm-hmm. I, I talked to Mateen like a couple weeks ago, man. Mateen is good people. Yeah, he is. I've had the opportunity to conversate with him. He actually comes out every year and uh, shows support for my uncle's uh, golf outing. So he's a uh, he, he's a he's a real good uh, guy, and I, I love what Michigan State brings to the culture of sports. I just hope that the Big Ten can just get things back in order. I saw Justin Fields petitioning, so hopefully we'd be able to get things back going for football and basketball. So are you Detroit based or Flint based? So I'm from Detroit. I'm from Detroit, okay. Michigan, the West Side. Um, right now I'm in Syracuse. I'm uh, up here at school, but yeah, I'm from Detroit. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I, I know people from Flint, um, and uh, but I always, you know, that, that I've been in the state of Michigan once. I went there actually in the fall. Uh, I went to go see Clarissa Shea was supposed to fight, and then that fight happened before the fight, and mm. uh, I had a good time in Flint. So yeah, I, I rock with a lot of people from Flint, man. But but Michigan as a whole, it's a good it's a good place. Yeah, Flint, Saginaw, obviously Detroit. Yeah, we got we got some cool little cities, but you definitely got to make sure you're watching your surroundings at times around there. I don't roll around other cities without my people. <laughs> exactly. That's a fact. You know something. <laughs> <laughs> you better be safe out here. It's he knows something. Before we leave that topic, I, Scoop, I need you to tell me about James Harden. Uh, he's like the exhibition he does it in the regular season. What can we really look for him to do? Because, I mean, he gets to the playoffs, and there's a lot of different times where he fades away at big moments. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, he's an elite talent. He can score the ball, average 38 points. That's, that's nice. That's great. You got MVP. But what can he really do to get to the next level? Win. And I think if, you know, when you look at the, the, the Rockets over the last couple of years, um, you know, every – like, I remember – it was my birthday last year, so May in 2019. I, I had reported that, you know, the the, the uh, Rockets were looking to move everybody except P.J. Tucker uh, and James Harden. And mm. they moved um, Chris Paul, you know, to the 
Oklahoma City Thunder uh, in exchange for... You got the Rockets winning if Chris Paul's healthy? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Oh, come on, school. You serious? Why? I don't get that. Why? Um, I think that the Rockets are in a similar situation last... The Rockets with Chris Paul were in a similar situation a couple of years ago that the that the Sixers were in last year. The Rockets mm. were a, championship, a built championship team, and then they ended up trading assets not being as good. The Sixers were in the best situation last year, and Jimmy was let go. J.J. Redick was let go. Mm-hmm. And you signed Tobias Harris, and you bring in Orkan Kormats, um, and the way that the Sixers were playing, shifting Ben Simmons to the four, um, was a similar situation that um, they were utilizing in the playoffs last year where you moved Jimmy Butler at times in the half court to the one, and Ben Simmons couldn't be stopped. What am I saying? What I'm saying is two years ago, the Rockets had the best opportunity to win, and Chris Paul sat out. They did. That was their best. That was their best chance. It was. That was their best chance, and it seems like they regressed. And I'll be honest with you, um, if the Rockets don't do what they're supposed to do, um, they go clear house. They're going to see more. No, like I, I reported last night that you know that the New Orleans Pelicans are watching the Rockets situation, and if the Rock, you know, the Rockets didn't want to give Mike D'Antoni that extension, they got rid of his coaching staff, a lot of that that mm. assistant coaching staff, and not only will Mike D'Antoni be gone. It's possible that their GM could be gone because they've been looking for an excuse to get rid of him after that whole China situation. Yeah. Okay. I definitely so I see feel that. like this is the Rockets' last leg, and what happens? Russell Westbrook is hurt. This is their yeah, last leg. It's bad. Yeah, it is bad for them right now. And to be honest with you, even if they, this is just me talking, nothing I've heard. Even if they win in the first round, I think anything short of conference finals. Somebody getting clipped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Your, your, your center is P.J. Tucker. Clint Capella, I think, is in a better situation than Atlanta, though. And that was going to be my yeah. next question. Yeah. My, my, my next question was going to be, do you yeah, think... Brother. We, yeah, we here today, Pastor Troy. <laughs> yeah, I, my, that was my next question. Do, do you think that the small ball is going to help the Rockets in any way, shape, or form, especially when you talk about going up against a team like the Lakers, when you talk about going up against a team potentially like the Clippers? Will that small ball work for them? This is going to sound vulgar, but this is the only way I can compare it. You ready? Yeah. So, you know how when you was younger, I, it was a song I heard. I, I don't remember what rap song it is, but it's like everybody lying about sex. Everybody's doing it. I can't remember what song it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, like with basketball, you talk about snowball. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing mm. it. How does that give Not them so an right. advantage? To be honest with you, the fact that there are teams who have big men who actually pound is the advantage. Because like, I, 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 I look when you look at a team like the Blazers, they have Whiteside, they have they got Nurkic. Nurkic too. When you when you look at the Lakers, they have AD, they have JaVale, they have Dwight. Look at with, with Joel and B. Mm-hmm. That's true. I feel like, but even with that big man conversation, Joel and B is really a power forward. Like I remember people on Twitter were mad because I said B was a power forward. They're like, our oh, school and B is a center. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He shoot too many threes for me. To me, okay, Anthony Davis, people say he's a center. He's a power forward. People got mad when I said that, that Giannis was a, was a three. He is a three. He is a three. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like people, like, but, but, but that's, I'm considered old school in that way of thinking because 
even when you look at somebody like Dirk Nowitzki, back then he started out as a three. He ended up shifting to four. You look at Kevin Garnett, further in his career, he shifted to the five. Mm-hmm. I just think that we just play a, a we're in a world of positionless basketball. Yeah, I don't know what That's to correct. call anybody. We're just throwing titles. Man, I remember like a point forward and point center. Like, what is that? What is that? Well, <laughs> point forward has always been a thing. Um, when you mm. look at Scottie Pippen, Scottie Pippen was considered a point forward within the Chicago Bulls' uh, system. You, you you look at um, Jamal Mastern, uh, Harlem mm. Mastern. He he was considered a point forward. Um, you 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 look at Anthony Mason uh, during his time with the Knicks. Pat Riley often had. If you look at old tape of the Knicks in the nineties, often he'd be had, bringing the ball up. And bringing the ball up initiated offense. When you look at that one year, that was Anthony Mason's got rested dead. Anthony Mason, when you look at that one year he played in in, in, in uh, Miami, his all-star year, um, him and Tim Hardaway would often split, you know, point guard duty. So that point forward thing okay. is, is nothing, nothing new. It's just, you know, it's, it's just fodder that people use. Okay. Also, too, um, with the way that Damian Lillard really has been playing in the bubble – were you expecting him to play the way he is? And what do you think that they need to do against the Lakers to actually have a shot? Or do they not have a shot? Yeah, I expected him to play that well. Um, because when you look at the, the, the season uh, at large, I mean, the Blazers started at a disadvantage um, because the Blazers dealt with injuries at the early part of the season. I remember spending some time with Damian back in uh, September of last year, um, and he was excited about how well – Hassan Whiteside was going to be in Nurkic's absence, uh, Yusuf Nurkic. Basically, when Lillard was hurt, <laughs> player of the month went up and Memphis was surging. Memphis was the placeholder for Portland while Portland got it together, if you really think about it. And I think I, I, I have one to speak on that because when you, look at the, when you look at the Memphis Grizzlies in the month of January, the month of January is what did them in. They were horrible. Okay. All-star game hits. A month later, COVID hits, and now you got a rested Portland Trailblazers team. I'll be honest with you. If Trevor Ariza had decided to play with the Blazers instead of using his time to spend time with his son, and I think it's a lot of uncertainty. If you remember at the beginning of COVID, COVID when players decided they weren't coming, mm-hmm. Trevor Ariza was one of the first people. Um, to say he wasn't coming. And, and I feel yeah. like defensively, Trevor Ariza was brought in to stop the Lakers because they knew they'd be an AC. COVID was a blessing in disguise for them because it gave them time to rest. And so I, and I don't like to use blessing in disguise because a lot of people lost their lives. So I want to be sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that when you look at just what COVID did as far as extending the season to the summertime, it allowed use of Nurkic to rest his bones. It allowed Lillard and uh, CJ McCollum to rest their bodies as well. And, Carmelo Anthony to become skinny mellow and at the same time shift to <laughs> position of the three. So I, I think at the end of the day, when you look at um, the Blazers, the Blazers are where they were supposed to be all along. It just took a lot, a lot of extra heavy lifting because of the beginning of the season and the fact that they weren't able to um, really uh, get hot. Men's not hot at the beginning of the season. <laughs> Facts. In a situation now where they're where they were supposed to be all along. As far as how they match up against the Lakers, you know, that, that playing game against the Memphis Grizzlies, I was in I was I was very intrigued about how Balance Eunice me of the Memphis Grizzlies was gonna match up against Scoop Yusuf Nervous. And uh, I liked that matchup.
Um, I have that same uh, interest and intrigue as it relates to the Lakers as Anthony Davis and Yusuf Nurkic, uh, both big men uh, by position on their respective teams. I think that that's going to play out. I think that the point guard position, I think Damian Lillard has the advantage over the Lakers in that regard. I think when you look at the Los Angeles Lakers, you know that the Lakers benefit from LeBron James being on the court. I think that that's predicated on every team that LeBron James plays on. The sun rises, it sets, and shines on him. And he's got to be healthy. He's got to be sharp. And I want to see Kyle Kuzma step it up. It's a great deal. So a team, a team like Portland not having, you know, Trevor Reza and obviously knowing what Damian Lillard can bring offensively, what do you need to see out of guys like Carmelo, like C.J. McCollum, guys like uh, Gary Trent Jr.? What do you need to see out of guys like those that's going to make you confident enough to think that they'll be able, be able to go up against a team like the Lakers and or beat them? Well, you know, it's interesting because I felt that Portland's Trailblazers' bench could match up with the Lakers. And to be honest with you, at points during the bubble, I was unimpressed with the Lakers' bench. As much as they have names, I, I, I have seen uh, the last couple games, I, I was a little concerned about Deion Waiters. Um, I was a little concerned about knowing he loved to shoot, man. He loved to shoot. Loved to shoot. Yeah. He makes passes as well. Um, yeah. And I think come playoff time, it's a different game. You know, as you know, I, I was one of the. I was one of, you know, J.R. Smith's uh, timing uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers as far back mm-hmm. as January. And, you know, I, I think he has uh, playoff experience. I, I, I look to see him go to another level and step up in that regard. Um, I, I look at Danny Green. You know, Danny Green is a guy that um, has multiple championships, knows what it means to be an NBA champion, having won a, a ring last year with the Toronto Raptors. And, winning uh, with the San Antonio Spurs. Um, I think he has to step up in the playoffs uh, and at times during the regular season has struggled. And I, I think my, one of the most memorable games that I've watched Danny Green play was the first game of the season against the Clippers. Uh, when he averaged about, oh, he, he put up, I think, 28 points in a game. So I, I think, you know, you're not going to see him put up 28 points every game, but, you know, Danny Green has to step up in, in, against the Blazers and, and put up premium shots. Um, it, it can't just be LeBron and AD um, because I think that one of the things that COVID exposed was how common they are without LeBron because mm-hmm. a lot of times people were able to – a lot of teams were able to sit and watch tape. And in the bubble, I think Toronto exposed them a bit. But I also think that the Lakers exposed the Clippers. Oh, you know that always happens. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. I'm just saying. I think – th- with, with the Clippers, if they if they have Montrez Harrell, if they have Lou Williams, if they have those guys to be able to be pivotal off the bench on top of what you can get out of Kawhi, Paul George, mm-hmm. I think – and I, I saw Zubac. That's someone you have to watch out for. I've seen him. He's been coming into a groove at the big man position and being able to do things offensively and defensively. So we'll, we'll see about the Lakers and Clippers as far as that. But as far as the matchup with the Blazers and the Lakers, I do agree with you. I think that the bench for the, for the Lakers are going to have to be superb, especially when you look on the other end and see how well uh, Portland team has been. So – Mm-hmm. We, me and me, me and Rob have been joking around about the different mellows that that everyone names, and I heard you mention skinny mellow earlier. But which which mellow do you think the Blazers will need for them to get somewhere in this playoff push? The mellow that's going to win a championship. The mellow, <laughs> the mellow, the mellow that you saw in, in Denver. Mm. And I'll say this to you: I feel like. Um, as much as I said that Carmelo Anthony may not be a superstar, one of the reasons why I think it wasn't shadowed in that way is because Tim Duncan and the Spurs and Kobe Bryant and the Lakers they were had a killing about that, you know. So I, I think 
the mellow that you need to see is the player that Amari Stoudemire wishes he could be. Because when you look at Melo and you look at Amari Stoudemire, the, 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 the commonality that they both have is they were two of the best high school basketball players in the country, but LeBron found a way to win and win multiple championships. And the thing that will complete Melo as a player is, okay, you've got multiple Olympic gold medals. Um, you've got, you've scored a ton of points. Um, but now it's time to cement your career. I feel like Melo was at a point similarly that Jason Kidd was towards the end of his career in Dallas where he got a ring. Melo cements his career with a ring. No matter if he played with Lillard or not, a ring is a ring. People forget that Sam Cassell won two championships. Well, people we probably remember, rather, that he won two championships. Sam Cassell was a baller. <laughs> as a member of the Houston Rockets. But I forgot that he won a championship with the with the uh, Boston Celtics. He has three championships. Not he uh-huh. did. He was there. In, oh wait, mm-hmm. I think I was like, oh, I, wait. I read that the he other was day. There. I'm like, damn, damn. Yeah. he stuck in there. He was there. That's true. Oh man. All right, man. School. Well, we appreciate you for tuning in with us, man. Rob Ruin, T Rose, the, the illustrious school being the building, man. And we really appreciate you for being here with us, man. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. Y'all keep doing your thing. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you, man. It's a pleasure to have you. Continue to continue, continue, continue to keep working and doing what you do. We support the movement, man. It's a pleasure to have you. Absolutely. Pleasure's on mine. Thank you. Yes, sir. Right, and this is Scooby Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Kaboom! My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.